welcome to the news and why it matters. I am so excited. We have an epic, epic show for you this afternoon. We have got all special guests. Charlie Kirk, uh, founder and president of Turning Point USA. Thank you so much for being here. We've got Mr. Jesse Kelly himself, the man, the myth, the legend. In the flesh. Yes. And uh, we've got Brandon Tatum, also with Turning Point USA, who just had an amazing speech earlier at the Young Women's Leadership Summit. We heard you brought down the house, so whoever did not catch it, I'm sure it will be available online. And he's got the coolest hat out there. Everyone's got to go get oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. It's can the you... stylish MAGA hat, right? Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that everyone can tell. Um, you think that it's just a hat, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just a red hat. Oh, no, it's not. It's, uh, it says MAGA on it. Yeah, the purpose of it is for people to have an opportunity to go out and support the president without feeling like they can get knocked upside the head of there's uh, food spitting in. So <laughs> we tried to give an alternative. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with being bold, but this is a sleek version of uh, MAGA support. So. And also, just a side note, it's kind of sad that that's where we're at today. It, it is. It is very sad. You have but, to hide your support of right. the president and the country. <laughs> Seems kind of backwards. but uh, All right, Charlie, so mm -hmm. what is the top story for you today? Um, well, just more broadly and generally, I really have my eyes, and I talked to Senator Marsha Blackburn yesterday about this, just on, on, on China. And I think that China's an issue that we've ignored for so long, and I, I consider China to be the greatest enemy to the United States and greatest enemy to Western civilization. And I love what the president is doing, hold, holding China in check, and just kind of how we are kind of recalibrating our entire approach to China through trade, I think, is so important. I mean, they've been stealing our Stealing our RIP, hacking our cyber grid, um, building islands in the South China Sea, taking over almost all of sub-Saharan Africa and South, South America, and they've gone unchecked for far too long. And so, um, yeah, just more broadly and generally how you know China needs to have a bigger focal point and attention put towards it. Okay. All right. Jesse. I'm also interested in that part of the world, but actually Japan. Uh, they've got a high heel situation over there. Some of the workers are protesting about the work requirements, saying they need to wear high heels. I think it's important that Japan, the Bushido code and all that stick with their tradition of making people wear high heels because no one wants to see women at work in flats. So. <laughs> Such a troll. All right. Brandon. I almost took that serious for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to learn real quick this guy is hardly ever serious. All right, Brandon, what's your For top me, it's, it's the overarching idea from the left, people like Joe Biden who are pushing abortions in this country and I, and I think that a lot of the conversation is not being put on demand mm -hmm. and, and, and what I spoke about in my speech today was that abortions although it has a tremendous effect on women but it, it prevents men from holding their end of the obligation that young men can go out and, and have sex with women and, and not have responsibility. They expect a young woman to go out and be on her own or have an abortion and I don't think that's right. I think that young men should be responsible. If you want to lay down then you should take care of your child from the cradle all the way to the grave, that should be your responsibility. And I think that the, the, the conversation continues to, to push women into this, this type of lifestyle that I don't think is conducive and I don't think it's appropriate. Obviously, a lot to get into. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. So American Financing um, is not one of those companies who they've got a bunch of salespeople working for them and they're commission based and they're just in it to get an extra kickback from, you know, the institution. Yeah, that's not how they work. They have salary based people that are there just to help you. Um, I know that they tried to do business with uh, with Glenn before the crash of 2008 and Glenn didn't do business with any financial companies and um, he he said, yeah, okay, come back to me after the crash and we'll see if you guys are still around. Well, they did. They came back and they said, um, we're still here because we do things the right way. Um, and then, you know, at that point, 
it was done. But so if you are in the in the um, if you are in the market for a refi or um, you know a loan, whatever the case may be, American Financing are going to be the ones that you are going to want to go to. They will help you get the job done, and they will put you in something that is smart and makes sense for you and your family. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call 800-906-2440. All right, Charlie, um, you obviously believe that we should be very cautious about um, about China mm-hmm. and what they're doing and our approach to them. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you first, um, there's been a lot of pushback on the tariffs that Trump mm-hmm. has implemented on them. What would you say to people who are critical of, of his tariffs? We need to intensify them and ramp them up further. This is the last chance we have to hold China in check. I mean, would you want tariffs or do you want missiles? And I'm not being overly dramatic in saying that China wants a full-fledged takeover of our country and civilization as we know it. First, look how they're running their own country. They're putting Muslims in prison. Mm -hmm. They're instituting a social credit score, total censorship of of their own citizens. It's really scary what's going on there. They're they're not capitalists. They're not communists. They're state-run markets where the government can take over anything at any time. So that's how they're running their own country, and they're expanding. They want to take back Taiwan. They want to take back Nepal. They want to take back all those areas. They're building, they're building islands in the South China Sea. They've purchased most very, very vulnerable companies in Africa. They've purchased their infrastructure, their IT grid. They're trying to take over our military technology and our satellites. Not to mention they've been killing us on trade for years, killing us. And I'm a free market guy. Mm-hmm. I totally am. But I, 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 just, I, I just kind of find it surprising that we can't even have a conversation about, okay, so tariffs, we say they're taxes. Okay, fine. I, I do agree with that. But do we want no taxes in our society? Like, do we? We. we I would rather have a five percent tariff with China and lower the income tax. Yeah. Like, so we. I mean, if we have taxes, I would rather pay, have a, tar- a tariff in some sort with right. China, a country that hates our guts, that has has total contempt for our way of life, no religious freedom, no individual freedom. I think it's long overdue to hold them in check. And I. We want to try to prevent any sort of military escalation. War is the worst thing that can ever happen, basically. And um, I think this right now is the last chance we have to hold China in its place before that they become more powerful than we are. Yeah, Jesse, you want to weigh in on that? Well, I think, to be honest, I think it's one of the bravest things I've seen a sitting president do is to put tariffs on a country that we import so many goods from because there's no political advantage in that. When the economy's booming as it is and Trump's heading into re-election, the smart thing to do, well, the smart political thing to do would be to just coast and sit back. But it actually shows how much he believes in this. It's something he's preached on for decades, whether you agree with him or not. He believes in it all the way, and it really is a national security thing. And it's not anti-free trade to hammer tariffs on China. He's renegotiating a contract. Mm -hmm. A free trade agreement is not free trade. It's a contract. He's renegotiating a contract so we can get better terms. And they need us more than we need them, so screw them. Yeah, Brandon? Yeah, and it's clear that the president is focusing on what's best for America. And a businessman that do business globally, I I trust and believe that he understands how the process works. He is a master negotiator. So I I love the fact that he's standing up strong. And I I really do believe in the the fact that it will be beneficial to America. But I love to see the president doing things not for political gain, but Mm -hmm. because he believes it's the right thing to do. do. And Biden discounts the threat. I mean, first of all, Biden's son, his, his fund is funded by the Chinese and gets very little coverage. Biden's like, oh, the Chinese, they're great people. No, they're not great people. You think great people put 10 million Muslims in prison? That's great people? Mm-hmm. You think great people have a social credit score for their citizens? You know what the number one religious viewpoint in China is? Atheism. They have, they, 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 there's no religious freedom in China. I mean, Christians are persecuted and under attack, and this is who Biden calls great people. It's despicable. And this, kind of, this idea that we should just be light on China is wrong. We have better ideas than they do. We, 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 have, we believe in human freedom. They don't. 
And if we're, if we're not careful, they will continue to take over parts of the world and then we'll be weaker because of it. Well, they're buying influence already, too, when it comes to Hollywood, because Hollywood has to market so many of their movies right. in they're China. All made for China. We can't even get a pro-America, anti-China movie, even though they're our main adversary, our really they only are. threat in the Enemy. entire world. You can't get a movie out there that's pro-America, anti-China, because yeah. Hollywood's trying to sell their movies in China, and that can influence yeah. sucks. And, and this might be an unpopular opinion with people, and I had this conversation with a free trade guy, but I know myself personally, I have so much crap in my house I don't even use. There's piles of clothes. And like, they're all, it's all made in China, almost all of it. And I thought to myself, if I had half of this, and I paid a little bit more, and it's manufactured in America, and I wasn't you know, funding the rise of the greatest yeah. enemy of the 21st, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, and, and to our farmers, I, I understand the hurt that they have there. But, but by the way, a small part of their business is actually exports to China, a small part. Mm-hmm. But ask ourselves, what do we buy from China that we need? Very little. What do they buy from us that they need? A lot. Yeah. Food, energy, resources, intellectual capital. And um, they have a lot of problems there. They have a lot of people that live in poverty. And their, their economy is a mess. Our economy is amazing. Their economy is a mess. And so um, for people that aren't paying attention, you know, China is the issue to focus on. Do you worry um, at all? Because I'm, I'm torn on this. I worry that with the tariffs, um, you know, Jesse, you mentioned the economy's booming right now. There's really, you know, no need to do it on that end. I worry that if some sort of recession hits at the right time before the election, mm-hmm. that it's going to hurt Trump um, get reelected. Do you worry at all that the tariffs could kind of snowball into that right before the election? I mean, it could. Um, but that just shows the courage the president has. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. No other president would pick a fight with China before an, a reelection. He's like, I want what's best for the country. I mean, if I get reelected and people see that I do what's best for the country, then so be it. Every other politician, including both Bushes, Clinton and Obama, ignored China. They let China become this powerful megaplex. And Trump says no more. If I have to pay a political price for it, so be it. He knows the consequences of 25% tariffs. He knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows it's going to be uncomfortable and markets will react adversely to that. And like you said, he's renegotiating a contract and he's really good at it. Do you think the Democrats will have a chance? At winning? Yeah. I, 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 of course, they stand a chance. I mean, I handicapped the odds in Trump's favor for a lot of different reasons. Um, but look, I don't think we'll get into recession. I don't think that's, I don't think that's in the cards. I think the Democrats are hoping for it. Yeah. I've never seen a group of people that want to see America fail more than Democrats. Yeah, I don't think they, I, I would say I don't think they have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel like that they're promoting anything as an as a impartial American citizen. I, they're not promoting anything that, that makes me feel confident that they can lead this country. And when you look at what Trump is doing, you talk about what he's doing in China, he's taking a risk. Anybody in America, the entrepreneur spirit of America is taking risks. And I would love to see the president do that. But these guys, gals, to me, majority of them are clowns. I mean, they're literally piling in the clown car. And I don't know what, what their expectation is. They're literally opposing the president at every end. If they may agree with his dealings with China, they can't say it. They can't tell the truth. They can't give an equal perspective because they have to fight them in every end. And I feel like that's going to destroy them completely. Yeah, it's hard uh, when you're the only thing you're running on is impeach. Nothing. Right. Well, socialism and also impeach. Well, it tells you how much trouble they know they're in. I've, yeah. I've been telling everybody that's how you know the Democrats know they're in trouble. They're not running on anything tangible because we have all these foreign policy wins. We have the defeat of ISIS, which we actually never even talk about yep. anymore. People forget how big ISIS was only two years ago. Yeah. ISIS is done. The economy's booming. And so there's an old saying in law, even though I went to community college, that if you if you have the truth, you pound the truth. If you have the facts, you pound facts. And if you don't have any of that, you pound the table. Yeah. And that's what the Democrats are doing right now. They're just pounding the table. That's why it's all Mueller and impeach. Otherwise, they'd be running on employment or anything like that. But 
Look, it's hard to unseat a sitting president. It's impossible to unseat one with a good economy. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, I want to move on to what's going on in Japan. It's maybe the biggest issue in the world right now. This is a huge issue for you. High heels. Absolutely. Who would have thought? (laughs) Well, look, I mean, we just have to have some standards in this world. And uh, (laughs) I understand that women and uh, some men in Japan have joined together to protest. A bunch of businesses over there, just like here, have uh, dress standards for their women when they show up to work that they have to be in high heels. Women are complaining that high heels cause foot pain, having never worn them personally. I don't know, maybe that, you do have. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't say. That true? Whether, I can't <laughs> say whether that's a yes or a no. But I will just say, I mean, look, there are plenty of things I wear that aren't necessarily the most comfortable thing in the world. I'd love to be sitting here in basketball shorts and a wife beater, but I have to have standards because we are in a professional environment. So I just think high heels should be the way everybody should go. Plus, in Japan, they're all like five feet tall. Why do you want to be in high heels? I had no idea that the, there was a mandatory rule that well, women had to wear. With some businesses, with certain businesses. Not, not with the country as a whole, but certain businesses in Japan. And like I said before, I was joking, obviously, but it is an older country, a more traditional country uh they strict uh, they're more much more strict about certain things especially certain parts of it and there are a lot of businesses that say show up in high heels or don't show up at all now i know that you're joking but <laughs> i would just like to point out you you wearing that jacket is not the same as you know my feet on an x-ray being like curled up because the bone structure has changed because I have to shove my foot into a high heel every day. Climbing Mount Everest isn't easy either. (laughs) Sacrifices have to be made if you want to achieve greatness. That's it. It's a good calf workout, I guess. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's crazy to me that the how the traditions are just so unchanged there. Well, that, it's, it's, that, it's been that kind of country. It's been so insular. Uh, they've been that way forever. It took them forever to transition out of swords and into muskets, which is something they had to do, you know, pre-World War I. They were just there. I don't want to call it backwards because it's not. It's just a different place. It's an insular place, and they do their own thing. And look, it's obviously harmed them at some points in the past in World War II when they got super fanatical. It's just a different place. I've been there a couple of times. I think it's a fascinating culture. And their food's good. It's a lot better than Chinese food. Oh, and, people, all right. and people complain about America, you know. I know. So. I know. We're so oppressed here in America. Right. <laughs> uh, try all the all of the females here. Try being in Japan and having to wear high heels because I know all of the third wave feminists. They're not wearing heels. Plus, yeah. all their dudes saying. are short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Jesse Kelly, pro high heel. Who knew? Back in a minute. into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. So there is a really amazing cruise taking place next spring. So spring of 2020, be ready to mark your calendars. You are going to go on a cruise through the Eastern Mediterranean. You're going to visit uh, Venice, Croatia, Jerusalem, Greece. You're going to visit all of these amazing places. And you're probably thinking to yourself right now, Oh my gosh, there's a lot of history involved in all of these places. Yes, there is. And that is why you will be joined by Glenn Beck. You will be joined by Bill O'Reilly, by David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, and Stuber Gear. They are all going to be traveling to these places with you. Who better to travel with you than all of these gentlemen? They know the history of these places. They know, you know, this is where the roots of Western civilization is. And they are going to be there right alongside you, teaching you all of these tidbits. You're going to come home and you're going to be like, 
I'm actually historyed out. I didn't realize that could happen, that that could be a thing, but I am. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, you can go to comesailaway.com for more details. I know there's different packages, different options that you can pick there. So go to comesailaway.com. Be ready to mark your calendars. All right, Brandon, um, I know you said that you spoke earlier today at the Young Women's Leadership Summit about abortion and that you have a you know a very unique male perspective on it and I think it's something that we don't get a lot of the time we don't get the male the male perspective because we're so busy listening to uh, you know the, not just the media but just feminists and that whole sector just pushing the narrative my body my choice abortion is health care and they've got all of these messages that they're trying to you know twist the conversation and Nobody talks about the male perspective. Yeah, they don't. I mean, I'm a father. And when my son, when I found out that his mom was pregnant, I mean, that's just a part of me as anything else. You know, my DNA is in that young boy. He's he's eight years old now and he looked just like me, actually. So it's my son and my responsibility. It's, it's the same. And, and, you know, I have my own personal story, but um, my son's mom almost almost had an abortion. I mean, we were in Planned Parenthood. I didn't know what Planned Parenthood stood for. I thought it was a good women's health yeah, uh, program for women. And when, when I get to the front door, she told me, you know what, I'm having an abortion. I'm not here to see how far along I am. I'm actually having an abortion. And I was hurt. And I sat in the lobby and I prayed. And she wasn't able to go through with it. And I thank God for that. But now my son is is, is a boy. I mean, he's he's growing. And I'm, I'm so happy with him. And and. Again, the responsibility is with the man. And I think that people forget that abortions is not just affecting the, the character and behavior of women. It affects the character and behavior of the young man that's involved. It takes two people to tango. And men need to be more responsible. You can't have a pass. You can't just walk away from a young lady and hope that she have an abortion. Some young ladies have abortions because they are put in that position. Mm -hmm. But young, young men need to, stand, need to stay around and take care of their children. And we need to be better as a society, take accountability. Sometimes I make speeches and I say I'm pro-life and pro-choice. And, and I say the, the reason why I say that is that I believe life starts at conception. I'm pro-life and I believe I'm pro-choice in the fact that the choice was made in a bedroom, not at the abortion clinic. And I really think people need to be more cognizant of personal responsibility. And I feel like that the left, what they do best is they want the world to change. They don't want people to change. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's more beneficial if a person would change their ways instead of trying to force the world to change based on one individual's perspective. Yeah, Charlie, you wanna weigh in? It's a lot of wisdom there. I mean, that's exactly right. The left would rather try to have the world change and never to have themselves become better people. You know, they, they wanna they want to value impose on the external but not actually go through the tough decisions themselves. I mean they're the they're the liberals that are shouting at our events where Brandon and I go speak yeah, on campus yeah. that have the messy hair, they haven't showered in days, their dormitory's a mess, and yet they're telling us that, you know, everything that's wrong with our life. Right. And, you know, if, I'm, I'm sorry, it doesn't look like you have your, yourself really organized right now. Right. Um, how could you have your thoughts organized? Um, and, and, I mean, Brandon has an amazing testimony about it. And abortion just gets so demagogued in the media. And just shame, shame on the media the way that they misrepresent this. And there's just so many, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, if you look at actually the Florida abortion statistics, I think like 92% of all abortions in Florida are for selective reasons. They're not for rape, incest, life of the mother. It might even be higher than that. Yeah. And so we, we have the whole conversation based on an exception where the rule where unfortunately abortions become a form of birth control mm -hmm. where and that should just that it was never the way that this was sold to the american people this was net it was always sold as something that was rare and safe and and there was another way and i can't ever i can never remember the safe, last legal word. and yeah right. there we go yeah, that's exactly right <laughs> safe legal and rare i can never remember it um but it's not anymore now now it's abundant yeah. and, and and in new york city and brandon comments on this all the time a black woman 
if she's pregnant, has a higher likelihood to get an abortion than have the baby. The abortion rate is higher in New York City no. than the birth rate. Mm -hmm. So if you see a pregnant black woman, there's a higher percentage chance that she'll go to Planned Parenthood than the delivery room. Think about that. Mm -hmm. How is that a good thing? Mm -hmm. And here's the final thing I'll say is I, I, I just I, I don't understand how, how we as we as a society have accepted the fact that the black community's birth rate has stagnated over the last 50 years. Right. Yeah. How many lives, how many dreams are just Millions. disappeared? And these are these are individuals. These are people that could have that done amazing things and we just snatched their their life away for 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 reasons i don't think that are acceptable what i look at ben carson for example you know he's changed every, the world yeah everybody's you know they, they have this excuse well i'm not ready well i don't think his mom was ready she couldn't even read mm -hmm. so but she pushed through and she gave life to one of the most brilliant people on neurosurgeon yeah and, and so who knows the next brilliant person that can have a cure for something or or can be a great exactly. person to change the world um you don't know that and you you're killing that child and here's one thing we ha as a society have to come to the conclusion is it murder or not right if it's not murder and it's okay then we don't need it to be rare you can have as many as you want but if it's murder which i believe that it is then we should not be participating in that um, and, and there was a, there was another point that I was that I was thinking about oh, about rape. Um, we always talk about rape, which is obviously the exception to the rule. But my grandmother was raped at 12 years old and had my mom. Mm -hmm. And I often think that what if they would have had an abortion in that case? I wouldn't even be here. Yeah. And my mom wouldn't be. My brother wouldn't be here. So, and, and and my parent and my grandparents forgave my grandfather for what he did. And and I think our society needs to get back to that to that moral standard where we say, it's not the kid's fault that their dad is a scumbag mm -hmm. and decided to, to rape the mom. The kid deserves to have life at that point. And, and I think we as a society, we need to get back to that. Yeah. Jesse, I know the, the left has just gone completely radical, obviously um, an extreme on uh, the case of abortion, even not, not condemning infanticide. They're going that far. Is it going to blow up in their face? Yeah, but, it, but it'll take time. And they're not actually more radical than they've ever been before. Le leftists don't value the individual. Not when they're born, not when they're old, not in the prime of their life. Everybody just serves, everybody just exists to serve the state. And instead right. of, that's why atheism's so big in China in a state-run place exactly like that. Right. It's why atheism's so big in communist places. It, instead of looking at an individual as they are, which is a unique, God-breathed life, whether they cure cancer or, or lay bricks for a living, that is a unique life mm -hmm. that deserves a shot at life leftists don't look at it that way everything is service to the state and if, 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 if you really don't value to them you don't matter to them and well they show it every single day yeah and people say oh Char you know charlie you're anti-woman for that stance well, what about the the women that were aborted yes i mean if you if on average if you just t play the odds half of pregnancies it's 50 percent chance women 50 percent chance men right it's a coin flip that means 30 million women have been aborted right well i'll tell you <laughs> I, I i think not just abortion but feminism all these things i think actually think people surprised to hear me say it i think it's a failure of men not women it's a failure of men to lead the more the left has gotten a foothold the more feminism has gotten a foothold in the country the more abortions we've had that's not an accident men should be leading on the issue mm -hmm. instead of being intimidated and now I'm so scared. I'm not allowed to have a say so. Shut up and be a man. You yeah. actually do have a say so. Yeah. That's that's a life. Whether it's in her body or not, as a man, it's your job to protect those who can't protect themselves. Men should be leading on the issue, and not scared to well, say something. And, and what, what amazes me, and I, I, I still haven't, I haven't put my 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 finger on it, but I, I will. I do have the theory that this is the issue that drives the left more than anything else. I mean, they get angry about stuff, 
but it's just this issue in particular. There is no dialogue. Which is sick, too. That's no, I really just like, sick I, 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 I can't, I, I don't know why I'm going to have to, maybe many, and maybe 10 years from now, I'll yeah. finally wake up. But for whatever reason, the anger around this issue, would you agree, is just yeah, unlike absolutely. anything. It's, it's, their, it's become their religion. There's no dialogue. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. All right, we've got about uh, a minute here. I know there's a really big uh, conference going on right here for Turning Point. Yeah. Can people still get tickets? Yes, sure. They can go to tpusa.com slash YWLS or just go to tpusa.com. That's too many letters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you can get there. Brandon spoke brilliantly this morning, and he's, uh, you know, he's been hanging out and meeting with a lot of our young ladies. Largest young women's leadership summit for conservatives ever in the history of the country. 1,300 young women standing room only. We still have a couple days of programming left. Dallas, Texas. If you're in the area or a couple hours away, come in. You won't regret it. And then, Brandon, really quickly, tell people where they can get this stylish MAGA hat. Yeah, so in the spirit of uh, capitalism, I have my own store. It's the Officer Tatum. Buy stuff, it's good stuff. And he has a great shirt that says, Life begins at conception, not perception. Right. Oh, Made in I America. love it. I love it. So, All right, I we've got it. overtime coming up next. Stick with us, blazetv.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. So you might think that a good way to find a real estate agent is to open up a phone book and close your eyes and then point to a random person who says that they're a real estate agent or the person who has the big uh, face on the back of the bench that homeless people like sleep under or put their butts on. <laughs> Turns out as you might not have already guessed, that is not the, actually the best way to find a good real estate agent. But I have the best way for you. You can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Um, Glenn, he, he's in radio, he moved around all the time. They noticed what the top agents all across the country, what they all had in common. And they noticed what the really bad agents also all had in common. So they formed this website. It's totally free. You go there, and um, they've already vetted these real estate agents for you. So they're experts. They do it full time. They don't just dabble in it. Um, they know the area. If you're relocating to a new area, you've got to go with the person who knows what your values are and you know where your families are going to be the, the best and well-served. So you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now uh, if you are buying or selling realestateagentsitrust.com. They can help you. Um, I want to I want to cover a couple other things on uh, the abortion debate. I want to throw in um, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is he he stands for nothing. What are you what are you doing over here? Eating pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Such a trip. Um, I want to go into uh, Joe Biden. So he's he's the ultimate flip flopper. I think he's just kind of a jellyfish. Um, first, he had said that he supported the Hyde Amendment and then kind of backtracked that. Watch what he had to say. Are you still opposed to public funding for abortion? I still am opposed to public funding to abortion. And the reason I am is, again, it goes to the question of whether or not you are going to impose a view to support something that is not a guaranteed right, but an affirmative action to promote. Huh. Interestingly enough, what was it yesterday? He came out and said the exact opposite. And he said... Well, he said it again, though. No, no, he, what he did is he, he reinforced that yes. position. A couple and, days ago. Yeah. yeah. And then the mob came after him, yes. Nay Rao and the Planned Parenthood mob, and now he reverses the position. 
and says, well, actually, I support it now. And he said, what was it he said? I don't think a woman's zip code should determine whether or not she has access to an abortion. So that was his that was his reasoning. Um, it's a bizarre statement. It's a very it was a very I don't even bizarre know what statement. that means. I, I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so but that's yeah. all that they're concerned about, I think. I, is, I, that doesn't even make sense. OK. Yeah. Um, so Joe Biden. <laughs> Does, does he stand for anything at all, Randall? No, I, I, I honestly believe that none of them do. Mm-hmm. I wish that I wish that one of them would actually, I think, give a competitive perspective. But these guys are flip floppy. I mean, Joe Biden was advocating for imprison, you know, putting black people in prison yeah. not That's too exactly long ago, right. yeah. and he was responsible for the the crime bill, or at least. Yeah. Um, I say writing it out or author or authoring yeah. it and he bragged about him authoring the crime bill and and how now is he putting a lot of people in his campaign or, or, or promoting a lot of black folks in his campaign as if he's just pandering and, right. and it's, it's sickening to me because you don't really know where these people stand mm-hmm. because one minute they're, they're for a wall a barrier funding for it and then the next minute is cruel and, and evil and hateful yeah. it, I, I hate the fact that our politics have gotten to this point Donald Trump is the only person that I think is at least being honest with himself yeah. about where he believes. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is playing politics. They want to be politically correct and it's disenfranchising America because some people may have a different perspective than conservative values, but they are not getting anything on the left. They're getting a bunch yeah. of lies. So, and, and we hear all the time, you know, we just need an honest conversation about race in our country. How many times have you heard that, Brandon? Yeah, a thousand You times. know what? All right, let's have an honest conversation about Joe Biden's racist past. Pro-segregation. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Joe Biden was a pro-segregationalist in the 1970s. Best friends with a former KKK wizard by the name of Robert Byrd, Democrat, mm-hmm. who Hillary Clinton eulogized. Mm-hmm. That was never rectified. Mm-hmm. Author of the horrific Clinton crime bill. Said that we need to get super predators off the street when describing young black men. Described the Indian American population in Delaware. What he said, you can't go into a 7-Eleven without a slight Indian accent in my home state. Could you imagine... If Donald Trump said something like that, oh, yeah. the guy has a really troubled racial past. No, and seriously, and I don't say that lightly, and he just gets away with it. Now he tries to pander, this guy is a power-hungry political monster. But you're forgetting about my favorite Joe Biden story of all time. When he asked the disabled just... guy to try to stand up? No, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the good ones. <laughs> a little embarrassing. It was, I believe it was recently when he said he used to walk through black neighborhoods and explain to black men why they need to wear condoms. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Are did. you kidding me? He did. I, I, gotta, I, I gotta add that I to the list. Give, yes. You gotta use that. I need that. Yes. Brandon, show me the clip. Brandon, that's I, you. I, I didn't think it could get any he worse. He said it. I'd give anything for a video of Joe Biden shoulder tapping black dudes in the neighborhood, telling them to wear a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> he did. It was when he was. It was during the, the campaign so uh, with Obama, and he was talking about it's. It's you can or, get or, an AIDS test. It's not, fine. Everyone does it. I did it. Barack did it. We all did it. Not to mention, he described Barack as finally we have a clean clut, clut, clut yes. black guy running. That's his said. He said finally we got finally. Yeah. It's like yeah. Kind of. It's terrible. And so it, why is it? then Brandon tell me why why how does the left get away with being the beacon for uh, you know the african-american community the hispanic community even though president trump under president trump we've got the lowest unemployment numbers you know record unemployment numbers for the black community for hispanics and yet we're told that we're racist they have culture they have celebrities exactly right. and unfortunately it's, it's very unfortunate there's a lot of people that listen to these celebrities as if they're speaking gospel truth and they pander. Mm -hmm. I mean, all they have to do, and I've had people reach out to me on my Instagram and say, look at Joe Biden's little um, setup or whatever. It's a bunch of black people. The the visualization and the pandering is it gets a lot of people. And, And unfortunately, it has been working. 
The pandering yeah. that he's doing, although they're fundamentally not doing anything positive for black people, nothing. Democrats nothing. have done nothing in the black community. Every black community I've been to that's in turmoil have been run historically by Democrats. It, it is apparent to anybody with a brain. What they do is they pander. They, 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 they kiss butt in the black community. And it makes some people feel empowered and they run and we vote in droves. And it's very unfortunate, but their methodology of, of chaos and confusion and, and, and keeping people locked into the system of fear it's working. And what we need to do is get back a little bit of culture. Mm -hmm. And then, like I think this hat is a is somewhat of an example of having some style and swag a little yeah. bit because, you know, you go out with a big MAGA hat on, <laughs> people get beat up and spit on. But if you make it <laughs> slick and cool and, and that's what the that's what the left are doing. Let's yeah. be They're honest, making man, everything swagged out. Nobody's beating you up or slapping yeah, your hat off no, your head. No, honestly, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they know tried better. that with Brandon. No, they know better. Okay. I'm just trying to help everybody else. Who, who yeah, no, I, I might need a little bit. I might need a little bit. I've gotten stormed out of restaurants, and I wish yeah. I had Brandon with me. I oh, yeah. can't even oh. imagine what yeah. your life is like. Uh, it's all. We're all on the same team, right? And we get we get heckled, and we get yeah. screamed at, and all that sort of stuff. And back to Brandon's point, just just the specific policy right now. Joe Biden is such a dishonest hack. He will not be the nominee because he's not, he's not angry enough to be the nominee. They need someone who really can be the most angry, revenge-ridden person who just wakes up every day unhappy to be an American. That's he's he's corrupt, power-hungry, and wants to be rich. And that's that's he he doesn't hate he doesn't hate America enough to be the de Democrat nominee. But um, the school choice policy that he has, yeah. lack of school choice, he wants to keep black kids poor. Mm -hmm. We just have to say that he wants to keep black. He wants to keep black kids poor. So does Bernie. Oh yeah, for that matter, well, call, getting I, rid of charter so schools. So we have to take a vote. Breadline Bernie Sanders or Bolshevik Bernie Sanders? Which one do we like better? I'm still I'm, I'm rooting for Kamala, it. so don't. <laughs> Kamala, whose own father just like basically what? disowned her. She's kind of yeah. hot. She, and she, and she's kind of hot. She's she's too manly. Look, I, look I'm sorry, Kamala Harris is kind of hot. I want her to be the nominee. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a really high bar there, Jesse. Yeah. Is she hot? I want her to be the hot nominee. Hot or not. Right? <laughs> uh, all right. What was it? Yesterday's poll. Do you support President Trump's tariffs on China and Mexico? We just had this conversation about China earlier. 66% of you said yes. 34% of you said no. Um, I know we got your answer, Charlie. You're, you are in favor of both China and Mexico, Jesse? As long as it's a renegotiation, which is what it is. Right. Like, if Congress is not going to help the president secure the southern border, we have an emergency. We're on pace for 1.2 million people in a year to come across the border. He has to secure the border some way. If, the, if, the, if Congress isn't going to help, we've got to do tariffs. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% on yeah. both. So, so two really quick points. Sure. Mexico has already apprehended 1,000 illegals on the southern Nicaraguan, uh, El Salvadorian, Guatemala, Nicaraguan corridor within the last 24 hours since this announcement yeah. was made. They've already hired 5,000 new people. Now, all of a sudden, this is this has spurred them into action. Like, don't tariff us this. The final thing is, if you really study, and again, I'm a free trade guy, but I'm a contrarian by nature, we have more tariffs that have been instituted than we ever realized. There's a pickup truck tariff. I don't know if you guys knew this. Save the American pickup truck industry. Oh, now, yeah. Toyota, all these other companies make their pickup trucks here. Yeah. We have the best pickup truck industry in the entire world. Semiconductors, Ronald Reagan slapped tariffs on Japan as semiconductors. Save the semiconductor industry. I can go one by one by one. Again, I'm a free trade guy, but we have to always come with nuance. If we're going to be just doctrinaire, believe whatever you know the, the corporations always tell us to do, I always take a step back. I'm like, well... Let's, let's see what actually is going on. Maybe we can have a little balance of both. I just think that kind of, if we just immediately go into these things where you say, oh, no tariffs ever. Like, really? I don't think you understand what you, the history that we actually have here. So anyway, that's what. Well, and I also love, you know, and uh, myself included, I was a little bit nervous whenever President Trump announced the tariffs on Mexico because mm -hmm. I said, well, I understand the China thing because we're talking about a trade deficit, but 
to use it as a negotiation for, you know, troops and to make sure that, that illegals are apprehended. Right. I said, well, is that really going to work? Credit where credit is due. The, it's working. The Mexican he government says, is mobilizing yes, people like unbelievable. Yes. I just trust the man. I mean, I just <laughs> trust his business savvy sense. Yes. I, I think, so great. I think he's, he's calling shots. He's like, I'm going to call your bluff yes. and see what you do. Yes. And, and they fold every time. And no so, one else would do that. Right. No you, one except Donald Obama Trump. Would do that? Like, no, no, absolutely. probably be crying not. at the border right now. <laughs> Getting money to Iran. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Which 2020 Democrat is the most reasonable? I feel like there's not a proper answer to this I, I because none of them are. Andrew Yang. Yeah. He, he, that's fair. He's, he's smart. He went he went on he Shapiro's went show. On Shapiro. You know, he has one issue where he's he's just wrong on the issue, but his observations aren't incorrect. He's, which one? Which no, the issue? UBI. He's just wrong on UBI. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that's okay. That's just yeah. like his whole campaign is about giving money to people. Right. Um, which I guess it's like a more modern free stuff campaign. But he's, he's someone you can have a conversation with, yes. right? He's and obviously I, thought out the issues. Yeah, which is more and, than any and, of the and others. And Judge is much more radical than we would ever give him credit for. So Yang, I think, is the most reasonable. Okay, Jesse. Kamala Harris or Tulsi Gabbard, one of those <laughs> Tulsi two. Tulsi Gabbard, the pro-Assad Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Look, I just feel like they're the best candidates in the field. Yeah, she has more affection for a dictator than I've ever seen a Democrat in a long yeah. time. You're just going by hotness. Yeah, right? hot, hot or not. Brandon. Yang, I think, I heard him on television the other day. He talked about, I think when he was talking about the universal income, he talked about a dividend or something like mm-hmm. that. And I think that his articulation of where he was going with it seems to be thought out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's the only one thinking. Although he's wrong, it's two left right. shoes. Right. But He's the only one that can actually back up his thought process. And it seems like he's genuine yes. in, in his perspective, although he's wrong. And I'm okay with that. You're Plus, genuine Yang wrong. Yang is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool sick. Yang gang. I, never well, I mean, who would have thought already. he would have gotten big enough, well-known enough to have some well, I sort of... I think he has shirts with it on. I think he has shirts with yeah. it Does he? I'm, yeah. I don't pay attention. <laughs> At least he's trying crazy. to resurrect a conversation mm. of ideas. And right. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Everybody else is flat. Yeah. So. All right, let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much much for joining us. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.